my fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. My name is Matt Brown. It means a lot. You know why? Like I said, nobody's better than nobody. And let's start the show. Believe it or not, Matt isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Body. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Monday, November 29th, 2021, and we have an amazing show for all of you. And before we get into all the amazing things that are about to take place, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So Thanksgiving season has come to a close. The holiday season has just kicked off. The weather is definitely holiday weather. It is cold. It is miserable. It is, you know, the holiday season because the lights are out. The vibes are high. The smiles are there. And yeah. There's a lot to be thankful for, of course, but now we are going into the true thankful season, the season of giving, the season of happiness, the seasons where mir- the season where miracles actually take place and we end the year off with a bang. So holiday season 2021 is upon us. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. I certainly did. I love seeing, you know, being with my immediate family, Grandma Fran, Aunt Joanne, and then FaceTiming with my dad's side of the family. Oh, I love all of them dearly. And thank you for making me a better person. And I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving season as well. I'm just here doing my thing. Still applying to jobs, still making big moves. We could have some announcements very soon. Who knows? I certainly hope so very soon. All I know is that announcements will be made one way or the other. But until that information becomes official, we will continue to grind and make great content for you. And don't forget, we will be making great content after the fact as well. But we're going to continue to be productive. And who are we going to be productive with today? Well, we have my great friend, my right-hand man when it comes to creating content. Ryan Page is back on. This is his 12th overall appearance. This is his eighth time doing a conversation with me. And on a relaxing, enjoyable, late Sunday afternoon on Thanksgiving Sunday, him and I sat back, we relaxed, and him and I just talked. We talked current events as per usual with the tweet cap as we did our tweet cap portion of the show. Him and I then talked about the holiday season, some big monumental moments coming up in his life. I mean, next year, the guy's going to be a married man. October 1st, 2022 is going to be the marriage of Ryan Page and Melissa Wilkerson, which we hope to cover on the Productive Conversations podcast one way or the other. 
And I talked to Ryan about this, and I'm sure we can create some content on the most important day of his life as well as a big day for his awesome bride, Melissa. But, you know, we'll worry about that next October. But for now, him and I just told stories. We laughed. We didn't cry. We just uh, just talked and we were productive with it. Plus, we broke down bar stools, lights, camera, bar stool, bracket of weirdos. And him and I picked who are the biggest weirdos around right now. So lots to do, lots to talk about, lots of laughs about to take place and profound moments. Ryan Page, it's your turn once again. Let's get to it. It's a good conversation and productive conversation. This is a very productive conversation. Officially the holiday season. The fall is over. 2021 is pretty much done. But we have to enjoy the most wonderful time of the year first before we call it a new year. So why not have the best person to bring in the holiday joy and to get things rolling once again? Ryan Page, this is your 12th appearance on the show. I looked it up today. Um, What's up, Ryan? Actually, I have to correct you. I'm Ryan Page Freedom. <laughs> we'll have to fix that we'll go back and we'll, we'll add it in post but yeah okay riot page freedom as we, we can don't, uh, we don't have to continue that we don't have to keep the bit going but <laughs> <laughs> you know what we'll leave this first tweet cap as a mystery you find out okay. what that means but it has to do with an <laughs> nba player and um it does. and it's somebody who you know actually no because it's funny no, it's not funny. It's legitimate. But because it this is, player is making it, we'll start with the first tweet cap story and this just nice relaxing, you know, pre, you know, right as the, you know, what our first Hanukkah show, this is the first night of Hanukkah. So, um, it is. As this airs the second night, it will be the second night. So um, happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate. But, you know, as this mixture of tweet cap and fun stories, uh, that I literally just filed up and seen. You know what? Why don't we just talk and make this the? I, well, I guess every single podcast is an improvisation, but you know it, we're just In trying things way. different. This is just <laughs> a nice sit back and relax, tweet cap and casual speaking, as most productive conversations are. We're going to be productive with it. But anyways, the first story here in this tweet cap that it was announced. Today, that NBA player Inez Cantor is officially going to be a U.S. citizen. And with that, he's legally changing his name to free his surname to freedom. So it will be Inez Cantor freedom. And this Mm -hmm. is as a result also of his activism towards um, towards the Nike Corp organization who uh, he has made allegations of them going as far as to put people in slavery to put their clothing out to the world. And he has gone as far as to call out LeBron James, a.k.a. one of Nike's biggest names, to acknowledge this fact or fiction or whatever, you know, 
you want to dissect, <clears throat> however you want to dissect it. But he is making a legit claim. There have been um, plenty of examples of this actually happen, the quote unquote sweatshops to produce the great Nike apparel. So what's that yep. story, Ryan? Do you well, think I mean, one you hit, Inez- you hit it on the head? What do you uh, think? Like, what do you think? What comes to I mind mean, with this story? Yeah, the, the name change. A little silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of the Meta World Peace to Ron Artest, or rather Ron Artest, the Meta World Peace name change, also basketball. <laughs> um, so again, the name change is a little silly, but especially because, I mean, Freedom is not even the best like American name you could add. <laughs> Liberty sounds more like a name than Freedom. But anyway, <laughs> point being, or Independence. But he was not wrong necessarily about some of the points he's making in terms of obviously – in China in particular, I believe that seems to be where most his criticism is centered. Yes. Uh, Nike's utilizing some of the rules over there to make cheaper products and skirt around some pretty sticky situations that they would run into here. Um, and he's not wrong that the NBA has been pretty much silent on that because they would like to continue to do business in China and they are not the only ones mm-hmm. uh, who want to do business in China. I mean, we've seen Marvel. Marvel has done some really wacky things. Obviously, this is not quite the same because um, it's not about working conditions. They don't film in China, but um, they've done some pretty wacky things with their movies and with like the covers of their movies yeah. um, to get played. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there's frankly a case to be made that Marvel movies in China are almost sometimes different movies. I'm, I'm sure they come to the same general conclusion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a lot Super of what happens in the scenes. middle is not the same. Right. Yeah. Because they're not, it's not allowed um, over there. So again, not the only company that um, is working to, or trying to keep a good relationship with China. However, again, Nike is actually producing product over there, which means it's not just about, you know, appeasing certain rules and regulations. It's also about workers and human beings not being compensated fairly or at all in some cases um, when you really look at how much they're doing and uh, how much time they're putting in and what they're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then again, and that's just, that's just the generic stuff. Like you mentioned something about like, you know, actual legitimate um, internment. I yeah. know about that, but I, I can't say it would surprise me, but I don't know about it. So I, I won't speak to it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just overall, repeating what I think, is this saying, saying, yeah, overall, I think, Obviously, he feels strongly about it, which is great. Um, we definitely we see now that a lot of athletes are using their platform, uh, and I think it's actually brave of him in its own way. Yeah, you he's know, still right on now. an NBA team. He's on the Celtics. Well, yeah, and right now we have a lot of athletes who are, and this is not critiquing the athletes at all, or critiquing their actual uh, passion for these you know, these issues, but most people are not taking a a particularly bold stance in regards to their own company, obviously still bold stance, you know, to fight for uh, police reform or things like that Mm -hmm. um, in the broader country, but the NBA, the NFL, the MLB to various extents have all been pretty good about supporting athletes while they do this and about, about giving athletes the chance to do this. Um, some more than others, the NBA, I think, happens to be very good at it. Um, NFL, again, took them a bit to come around um, to some of it. But 
in all these organizations are allowing athletes to speak on behalf of these issues. Uh, but this one is something that the that NBA is also doing. He's not just speaking against, you know, the treatment of workers in China. He's saying directly why are, you know, Nike and the NBA doing business with a country that does this. Uh, so he's critiquing his boss. Uh, yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, you, you know, there, you know, people are usually critiquing uh, an issue. And again, with the support of their boss, which is again, very important. It moves the conversation forward. And obviously not every issue is going to be directly related to professional sports, but in this particular case, he's speaking against his boss. So obviously he doesn't have their permission. <laughs> they don't support <laughs> him in terms of his beliefs. They, you know, you're never going to get the NBA to say, yeah, you're right. Whereas the NBA will very <laughs> easily, you know, stand with players who, who say something, especially when the players aren't getting granular, like police reform yep. in this country, that's a little different, but you know, racial equity, equality, all that stuff, those buzzwords that again, need to be paired with action, but those buzzwords, the NBA will stand behind those every day because it's easy enough for them to do without worrying about offending too many people. But in the financial you know, is, blowback. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. When I say offending people, I mean losing money because they don't actually care if people are offended. They care about losing money. They're a business. Um, but in this case, their business practices are being called out by one of their, you know, one of their more prominent players. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Again, it's interesting to look at. We have a lot of activism in sports right now, but not a lot of it aimed at the actual organization anymore. I mean, last time they had this, I think it was like Colin Kaepernick. And even he didn't start. Yeah, that for act, active players, definitely. This is a full time right. active player on the Celtics. A lot of people have protested after their careers, like MB, like the NFL and concussions, but that was after their career. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, even in the Kaepernick case, he wasn't initially protesting the NFL at all. It was it was initially about police uh, yeah. mentality, and then the NFL punished him, and then it became about them. That was that was their own fault. They didn't say anything. It wouldn't have mattered. Um, no, they would have never gotten into any uh, trouble because that's not what he was talking about initially. It became about that, um, and it became when it went a little bit wider. It became in solidarity with him against the NFL's, you know, forcing everyone to stand um, when they wanted to kneel. So it kind of got like a double meaning. Uh, at that point but yeah it's just interesting again to see we have a lot of activism so it shouldn't be surprising but to see it directed at and i go i know it's at nike too which is not the nba uh there are other shoes <laughs> um but um it is also the nba because the critique of lebron james has been dual uh like it's been on two sides it's been on obviously working with nike but also it's been on you know his role as a bit of an ambassador in uh in basketball over in uh, asia in asian countries and this started back when like during the hong kong uh the hong kong um freedom protests lebron james kind of got marred in that as well um because he was working with the nba uh to try and build bridges into a market um over there so it definitely it's interesting to see you know how how it ends up going the freedom thing again that's silly i he doesn't need to change his name to freedom to do what he's doing i don't think um and so i think in fairness i don't think he changed his name 
because of that. I think he is honestly just genuinely excited that he's going to be an American citizen on yeah, as Monday. he should. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it seems genuine, but it also seems again a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hey, well, you know what? He gets to it's his name. It's not my name. My name could be silly too. <laughs> I think people love the page name. It's iconic. And oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I think again with Inez, it's um, you know, power two. I don't think he really isn't somebody doing it for clout. But he's has been act vocal in the past. When he was on the Knicks, remember he went against the uh Turkish government where he's from, and I still think to this day he's not welcomed and he's been threatened before yeah. if he comes back. And that's who he is. This guy will be, I want to say he's necessarily controversial. He says, but he's definitely is using his platform for the good. And this will be an awesome 30 for 30 in 10 years. And <laughs> I guess we're going to just to see down the line, if anybody will join him on the stand, I doubt LeBron will say anything, you know, how must the NBA, um, you know, will protect LeBron's name and likeness. And I think he trolls try to stay away. I mean, look, he got suspended in that fight where he blatantly elbowed somebody in the eye. He got suspended one game and the guy he elbowed got suspended two games. So I think he wants to make sure he still has that type of clout to pull that off. Uh, I, my thing with the, this, though, is that I don't, I don't necessarily blame LeBron James either. Um, I think, I mean, think about it this way. If your employer gives you a task, you can't say no. I mean, you would love to think that if we had a ridiculous task given to us, <laughs> that we would all say, no, take this job. And But, I mean, both of us have our own, you know, work, um, our own work lives. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard, by the way. I mean, again, I think LeBron could recover. Personally, <laughs> but it's hard to have your employer, especially an employer that's giving you a big responsibility, um, tell you to do something and just tell them no. It, it is. And I understand it feels like it's, you know, well, an entire global way because it is. Um, it's very hard to ignore domestic issues, especially domestic issues that are affecting people, you know, within your own communities or within, mm-hmm. um, like neighbor, your neighborhoods, your state, your city, whatever it may be, like it's harder to tell those people that you meet and you see and you know that I'll do whatever my company asks because I need the money. You know, I mean, you see these people all the time. They, they, they maybe they raised you, maybe they're currently raising or helping to raise your family, um, and instill values in them. So it's different. No, and part of that might be because. Uh, um, and his Cantor is a international player, so there might just be a little bit more of a, an international kind of feel to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, maybe he feels the plight of folks that are not from his, you know, neck of the woods, for lack of a better term, because he's been that person. He's had to travel around the world for work, and he knows he just has a more global understanding. Um, again, I'm not trying to give him too much credit because he, he, maybe he just really liked the name Freedom, and maybe he's not all that bright. I have no idea. I, I've no, I don't know anything other than he changed his name to Freedom and he plays for the Celtics now. Uh, that's literally <laughs> what I know about uh, 
about what I know about him. So I don't want to pretend like he's some, you know, revolutionary global thinker necessarily, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's something to think about. Cause again, I mean, we do see so many players standing up for causes and this is never one of them. Right. Well, it just isn't. So <laughs> clearly there's a difference and it's not that, you know, he is more or less genuine, uh, right? Because I believe most of, if not all of what we're seeing is genuine from um, from athletes. Maybe not all of. I think there's some that are kind of just riding, riding along because it's what they're supposed to do at this point. But I yeah. would say most, if not all, are doing it because they genuinely do think that they can make a difference and they can actually ma- improve or help. I think, the, uh, I think so too. Improve. I think so too. So I don't know. But it is interesting that no one seems to pick that one. <laughs> well, we definitely support Inez on all his endeavors and any athlete who has a strong passion to make a change. And yeah, we will see how these stories unfold and the changes that take place. Speaking of changes, Ryan, you know, yeah. there's this band named the Beatles. Heard of them? They've been around for a very long time. And you know, I can't spell <laughs> the Beatles, Peter Jackson and the Beatles released a documentary at Disney Plus. The Beatles get back, which documents them recording their final album, the Let It Be album in early 1969 into 1970. This you know how this movie's mm-hmm. a big hit. It is three, three hour uh, episodes of them chronolog- um of them recording and chronalizing. That's the word, right? Chronalizing. Yeah, that's the word. Exactly. They are chronalizing. Though I think is the right word. But <laughs> anyways, this is an amazing documentary that's out now on Disney Plus that shows them again creating material from the get-go which three three-hour episodes of seeing the fab four and john lennon george harrison paul mccartney ringo star with the additions of billy Preston on the keyboards you get to see um yoko ono hanging out and linda mccartney and you get to see you know george r, r. martin producing and yeah you pretty much for nine hours to sit there and watch the beatles make create content for lack of a better word and this is really revitalizing a newfound love of the beatles over the past weekend five of the beatles albums are now back on the itunes top 100 lists um i didn't know that disney hasn't released the exact numbers yet there's you know as we're recording this they're still waiting for those weekend numbers but the beatles are getting revitalized and yeah, the consensus of Rotten Tomatoes for this doc, it may be too much of a good thing for some viewers, but the Beatles Get Back offers a thrilling, immense look at the band's creative process. Like I said, you get to see them create the Let It Be album. You get to see them do the infamous final concert on top of the Apple Studios. And then you also see how their final days as a band before they went their separate ways. But Ryan, mm-hmm. how about this? We're not talking about the Adele album this weekend. We're not talking about <laughs> um, Migos and Kanye uh, or Drake. I, think only, I don't think we've talked about Migos and Kanye in like two years. <laughs> right. But hey, bottom line, the biggest thing in music right now is the Beatles. And first, have you seen the doc at all? 
No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it just came out this week, though, right? Yes, this weekend. I've seen the first two episodes out of three. And I have to say, Ryan, for a doc where I'm not spoiling anything, all it is is just for them literally creating. There's no interviews. There's no um, retrospectives, except in the very beginning, they do a brief history of the Beatles up until that point. But you're literally a fly yeah. in the wall and you're just watching you know, arguably the greatest, most successful music act ever just making music. And it's just so fascinating. And sure, three hours is a long time for episodes for anything. I mean, three hours. <laughs> but, you know, it really does fly by. And I say this in the most respectful way possible. This is going to be probably the best background movie ever. Literally, this is the perfect okay. thing to put in the background while you do your thing. And it's just literally gotcha. them making music i mean of course you had things like george harrison briefly left they came back you see them um you know creating all these ideas but this is just a really fascinating doc that really breaks myths too um and it you know the, i think after somebody sees this you always heard rumors of wow their their last um you know their breakup was pretty awful and tense but right. it really at least for what we see, it really wasn't. It's just sometimes I think, uh, you know, when you watch three, four geniuses go at it, and then you realize that, wow, they really have the exact same work ethic as a lot of other hardworking people. It goes to show you that you can pull off a lot of great things and also shows you that though some of us are different, we're all the same too. But seriously, what a great, great documentary, Ryan. What, and, you know, there's over 150 hours of footage and they restored it to make it look like you and me talking in the quality that they were able to pull it off. But like, what are you thinking yeah, about this doc? So cool like, about it. like, are you, do you plan on watching it eventually? Yeah, of course. I, I think so cool about it is how um, the footage is so old and yet everything that they've released for it has looked new. It's looked good. Um, and it's been clear. And I, so I think that that's, um, I think that that's probably what's most interesting to me is that they were able to basically revive this footage. And I don't believe they really used the footage much no. when it first was filmed. I think this is almost like they just had it around and decided to, you know, give it a, give it a new, uh, a new look and a re-release something that had been filmed for, you know, God only knows what reason. Um, right. But yeah, no, it, it looks really good. Um, I didn't, again, I didn't realize that the Beatles were trending, although I'm looking now and Paul McCartney is trending specifically. So yeah. that could be, and I, and saw I just checked, it. he doesn't appear to have died, um, which I know is really <laughs> horrible to say, but we can all agree when you look on Twitter and a name is trending, just a name that there's at least a 30% chance that that's what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, right. But it doesn't appear that that's the case. I think it's just based on the movie. But yeah, and I see also Amazon, it's their album's going like crazy the third hot the um the Super Ducks Led to Bees the 55th most sold album on Amazon now and Abbey Road is at number 3, so people are having Beatlemania again. I wonder if you're Paul McCartney <laughs> and Ringo watching this like i wonder do you think they remember it the same way it's being portrayed mm, i'm sure they don't because <laughs> i think well, it's 52 years ago one thing we can't under uh underestimate is that they don't 
they don't like each other, or at least they didn't end up liking each other. The Beatles mm-hmm. didn't, um, and I'm sure that that's not really captured very much in the mo- movie. Um, I'm sure this is a a come together, not to use kind of a pun, um, of for the Beatles and Beatles fans to say, "Look at your the band that you love doing their thing." And I'm sure that's all true, and they did actually, of course, do that. But um, the kind of you know the kind of separation the Beatles had, and then all of the I believe there was a lot of like litigation as to who owned the songs to like that's that doesn't just happen out of nowhere that's not yeah. something that can appear in a vacuum so i would say very close to when they obviously they got big when they got big and that's different but probably not too far after they got big it went to their heads and it started to slowly tear apart the beatles yeah um, you know they started so stop touring at one point and they just right. were tired of so, that and you know at this, at this, by this point in time, the Beatles would have already been feeling that animosity. I think, to some yeah. degree, anyway. And I doubt that that'll be shown very prominently in the movie. But I don't know. Maybe. Oh, you'd be surprised. I think you know, you do see them getting on each other's nerves. Like John Lennon was late a lot. Oh, you. I'd always find right, always getting on nerves, getting on, you know, when you when you're a brand that that's that's that big, someone getting on your nerves because they're a little bit late is not going to break up the band. You're not going to put millions of pond millions of dollars in the trash bin. Yeah, uh, because somebody was a little bit late too many times. Uh, it, it's deeper than that. Um, it's about who. I mean, I actually heard an argument a long time ago talking about whose band is the Beatles. And I won't <laughs> tell you who who did it or where they came up with it. That's not relevant. But, like, that's the question that basically broke up the Beatles. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've kind of separated before, but they separated because every single person in the Beatles, with the exception of maybe one, um, felt that the Beatles was their band and that they were the Beatles. And I think ultimately all of them were wrong. The Beatles were not any one person. Uh, that's not to say that they didn't all go on to have their own successes. And I mean, in particular, Paul McCartney and John Lennon were both very big stars on their own. Um, neither one of them was going to do that without the Beatles. Um, yeah. And neither one of them was ever considered the Beatles while they did it. The Beatles was, which doesn't happen a lot. Like, I think about like Justin Timberlake and Instinct. <laughs> you can pretty much are, no seriously. I, not that I'm comparing the Beatles and Instinct. I'm not. No, I know what you mean. They're but... a more modern example for for young folk. They're a more modern example like us, right? Yeah. So, I think everyone can pretty safely say now that. But yes, Justin Timberlake is now his own thing. But when you think of Instinct, you still think of Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's his own. He's his own star, sure, but you're, he he never fully removed himself from that context, and that group never fully removed him from the group. He's always what people think about when they think about that group. And yeah, I mean, you do physically think of the name Paul McCartney when you think of the Beatles, but you can't just think of Paul McCartney. You also have to think of George Harrison, John Lennon, and Ringo Starr. You have to think of all four of them. And right. that doesn't happen that often. Usually when you people leave and become famous, and again, I would say all of them were able to maintain some level of fame. And I mean, three of the four of them, I 
thought were actually relatively very famous yeah, musicians right. in their own right. Yeah. I think George Harrison, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney all end up having really very good solo careers. But you can th- you can think about John Lennon without the Beatles. You can think about Paul McCartney without the Beatles, but you cannot think about about the Beatles without either of them. There's just no context in when it exists. So it's just to me, I feel like all four of them were the Beatles. But anyway, now we're getting into like a weird territory because now we've <laughs> moved on to the question of who is the Beatles. Um, <laughs> but I do, like I said, because of that, I mean, because of how much that brand is worth, I just don't see how they could have been like low-key hating one another throughout oh, the entirety sure. of the cameras rolling um and again it'd be interesting to see exactly like i said is it just uh is it just kind of you know little snipes here and there because someone is late or is it actually like for real are they mad at each other because i would think that in real life if you asked paul mccartney about that time he would talk about how angry everybody was I would think, unless he was promoting the movie or whatever, and he may very well might. But if he was being honest, I think he would remember mostly how angry the entire Beatles organization was while trying to make that album. Yeah, and like I said, I seen the first two episodes out of the three, um, mm-hmm. and I do think it's fair to show it. Did I personally see like an outlast like? reality tv star show fight well, no well, not do that i mean you do you saw what you saw in the studio of- i'll say that you saw what you saw in the studio in the rehearsal space and mm-hmm. i think you know that was a fair portrayal whether if they had their beef outside of it but when they're there in that moment creating together they're it really working. is fascinating and you literally just watch people work but yet it's the beatles and <laughs> And I will say one but thing. It's the Beatles. One thing this this doc shows, and um, one thing that I thought was cool, if you don't mind me saying, it's not that much of a spoiler, but um, Yoko Ono, she literally just sat there. At least the sessions I saw, she just sat there. You, The way people talk, like Yoko broke up the Beatles, that's always been a myth in music, right? But um, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's a myth in terms of she was maybe part of John Lennon's thought process and going solo. Yeah, <laughs> she, she said, but no, I don't think she you was, don't need these guys. Yeah, I don't think she was like, I don't think she was like, leave the Beatles, break the Beatles. Like, I don't think that's <laughs> accurate, but I do think I'm sure that, you know, I'm, as by the way, they were partners, right? So, yeah, you would hope. Imagine, you know, if he was like, I think I can, I think I can do this on my own. She's like, oh, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> That would be horrible. That's not what you want your partner to say. You want your partner to be like, yeah, I think so too. Or, you know, try to very, very discreetly push you away from it. Uh, but yeah, so I would be surprised if he if he came up to her and we saw how it turned out. It, it did work. <laughs> so the fact is, if he went to her and I was like, yeah, I can do this on my own. Shocked if she was like, no, stay with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. He could. He wasn't wrong. No, he, he was right when he made the decision. It's not, uh, you know what I mean? Right. Another thing that I thought it was funny when I just talked about people being late and stuff again, I'm not trying to we're not comparing the beat. They're on their own planet. But when I saw this, I thought of the black eyed peas like, you know, there's obviously four black eyed peas, two extremely famous than the others. Fergie, Will, I am. And I can't even tell you the other two people names. But there is a scene where. George, right now, where George and Ringo Starr were on time and just waiting for Paul and John, 
I just found that I just found that funny for dynamic wise and how it you know wound up becoming yeah. like, you know what I mean they, they, they're the you know George and Ringo are the ones who had to show up on time still <laughs> uh, and, then, and the others didn't have to and then the other thing about George Harrison I think this movie really shows that he was the most underappreciated musician ever like he really when he leaves the Beatles you kind of understand like this guy was like a bench player on a basketball team. He's like a James Harden when he was sitting when the on the Thunder when there was Russ and KD running the Thunder and oh, George Harrison's quick, J- James Harden. Real quick, just so, so some for some information. The Black Eyed Peas they have a new lineup. <laughs> Since when? They exist without Fergie. Black Eyed Peas perform at the O2 Apollo Manchester in November 2018. From left, there's Adel App the App. App the App. Apple the App. Apple the App. Sure. A P L dot D E dot A P. Um, Taboo, he's uh, on the. What is it? He does the mixing or whatever. He's like the DJ. I think he's been there the whole time. Yeah. Will I Am. Um, okay. And uh, Jay Ray Soul, who I believe is the new Fergie person, the new the new Fergie. Uh, let me see here. Yes, Jay Ray Soul is the new female uh, vocal part. Oh well, good for her. And I had no idea this was a thing, but the show must go on with the Black Eyed Peas. And just Tim Hill was also the. I, Fergie wasn't even the original vocalist. That's <laughs> See, crazy. They were okay. See, they, they've been through this before. Kim Hill was the original vocalist from 1995 to 2000. And then Fergie was the vocalist from 2002 to 2016. And then in 2018, Jay Ray Soul took over as the vocalist. The rest of the crew has been there since 1995. So Will I Am, Apple to, uh, him, Apple to Apple, and Taboo. <laughs> yes. Will the Apples and Taboo have all been there since 1995? And Will I Am is credited as the piano player. Okay, <laughs> then. Great. Because when I think of Will I Am, I think of piano as well. It's first <laughs> That's a joke. You know, well, shouts to the Black Eyed Peas. And, you know, I hope they uh, make a great comeback like ABBA. But ABBA broke up again, so so much for a forty-year. Well, that was yeah. They they came back and then didn't do anything. They were like, <laughs> "We're back, but we hate each other and we're gone." Now. Yeah, they they broke up again. But see, they, no matter who you are, ABBA, the Beatles, at least Black Eyed Peas stays stays. Uh, they had an album in twenty twenty. Oh, well, twenty twenty June nineteenth, twenty twenty. I missed that Epic one. Records. The, it was featuring acts such as Shakira, J Balvin, um, Nikki Jam, Tyga, and French Montana. Well, somebody Montana. messed up in the marketing department. I didn't hear about this. But DJ Snake was the producer. <laughs> One oh, of them. Man. One of the more famous ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well. Interesting. Shouts to music, always making us happy. And Ryan, once you see the Beatles doc, definitely let me know what you think, and we can uh, we continue this when we sure. see all the parts. But bottom line, even though it's really long episodes, it's just a great watch, awesome background watch, and yeah, it's just 
it's just cool. You just see the four of them. What are we going to sing today? I've been working on this. And he plays Let It Be. What do you think? And, and it's Let It Be, yeah. <laughs> I love to hear the one that's not. So they, he plays, you know, like something ridiculous, like the Apple Orchard Polka. I don't know. Just a song that didn't make it, a song that nobody <laughs> knows. I would love to hear that happen. Where he's like, here's what I got. And then they play through it and be like, oh, that was that was trash. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end. We never hear that Beatles song ever. You will see some of <laughs> those scenes. On <laughs> yeah. They play it one time and then no one ever heard of it ever again. That's That would be very cool to see. So I hope I do get to see some of that. Yeah. Uh, like they're just like, no, nope, this is not us. And just like that, a song is no longer a Beatles song. It goes from a Beatles song to nothing in the course of an afternoon. <laughs> and again, last part two, also the... um. George Harrison, so underappreciative, and you'll see in that doc. And man, that that he might have been the secret weapon, really. Even if he was the quiet one, that guy had some amazing yeah, well, stuff. Was, I mean, he ended up uh, getting sick. He was a big star in his own too. Oh yeah. Well, he was my guitar gently weeps. He wrote that one. So, yeah, he's a big deal. Definitely, and I mean, he's a Beatle, so he's, they're always going to be a little bit of a big deal, but. <laughs> Braggy rights, raggy rights. Well, on to other things. So, Ryan, I wanted to bring this up to you. I just, like I said, this isn't gonna. We're not gonna do the um entire bracket. Maybe I'll I'll name okay. you these things. They're worth. They're hilarious naming. Um, but I got this from the Barstool Movie Podcast, Lights Camera Barstool. Okay, and they made a. <laughs> You don't have to go. Like I said, maybe we could come up with a final four from this or just All right. just do two. But it was the biggest weirdos bracket. They just in movies in the world, like okay. number one seed weirdo Mark Zuckerberg versus astrology people. Who do you think would win in biggest weirdos? Astrology people like the people really obsessed with it. Yeah, they'd get destroyed by the sheer weirdness that is mark zuckerberg <laughs> i mean he's clearly the number one seed and it's not even close uh he's clearly the number one seed this <laughs> the people are like so what what um are you a capricorn like no i'm an aries i can't be around you i can't be around you there's you got bad right. energy yeah but mark zuckerberg's trying to invent a universe <laughs> the metaverse <laughs> And he's doing it simply probably because people were mean to him in this one, frankly. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, well, I can't, if people won't like me out here, I'm going to make a make believe one and I'm going to be, everyone's going to love me in there. And you know, what was funny so, about that? You know, this, I'm going to look this up right now. I had a bad, I had a debate with people about the movie, the social network. And they said that movie sucked. I'm like, what? No, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. You might, Mark Zuckerberg might suck. And I really think they yeah. have his animosity to him to think the movie's bad. This is a good movie. And, um, oh, it's a great movie. And I really the think it's because, oh, yeah, they, how do you make court litigation seem tense and cool or rowing? You have to hire a uh, Sorkin. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. So the, all right, I'm still looking this up now. While you look that up, the other the next matchup is EDM super fans and couples versus Tim Burton. Who's weirder? EDM super fans <laughs> and couples. Or Tim Burton. Yeah, who's weirder? I'm going with the EDM 
super fan couples. I didn't even know that was a thing. So there's people super fans and entire... couples, both super fans and couples. So they're saying there's people whose entire romantic relationship is based around their shared love of EDM. That could be one people with glow stick <laughs> moments of the day. Um, you know, close moments of the day. You just said, <laughs> yeah, that's I heard that before. Okay, yeah, we'll go with. Uh, I'll I'll keep them. I mean, Tim Burton, he's, he's odd. I won't pretend he's not, but I mean, he's. I think you know he's doing it for, you know, money, right, and whatnot. You know? Who, who's weirder here? Doing it as part of land. Yeah, who's weirder here? Beers. I got this one. Next one. Who's weirder? This matchup: beer snobs and IPA guys, or niche porn Reddit moderators. So these are people on Pornhub oh, on who actually moderate porn. <laughs> no, yeah, but these these are Reddit. Yeah, on Not, Reddit. So I mean, Reddit. Everything exists on Reddit. <laughs> just edit everything. Think about it. It's there. And somebody is responsible for for moderating that. Because <laughs> if it exists, that means someone's in charge. That is how Reddit works. So maybe not all of them, right? Maybe there's some normal ones who just want to help the world out <laughs> with their <laughs> needs. But there's some really weird ones, I'm sure. And the, someone is in charge of the really weird ones. So I, I'm going to go with uh, the moderators on that one. I mean, listen, there's people who are way too into beer, but I think they're they're more slightly annoying than they are biggest weirdos. Like the people mm-hmm. who really love IPAs. The only the main problem is that they keep telling you how much they enjoy IPAs. No one is uh, upset with someone for being like, yeah, I love a good IPA. No one's like, oh, that's weird. You drink an IPA. <laughs> What's weird is the fact that you feel the need to tell everyone. Oh, so hoppy but, and so much texture, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's your word. You try and describe why. <laughs> try and say, well, here's what I taste when I drink a beer, and this must be what you're missing. Uh, <laughs> so again, they're more they're more annoying, I think, than they are um, biggest weirdo material, right? <laughs> the people who are into this really niche stuff, some of them don't come out of their hidey holes ever. It's not like you'll know just seeing them on the street, but if you find out, you're in for a shock. <laughs> my next the next one here is jared leto or people who drink soda for breakfast who's weirder i'm gonna i want to hear your answer first well you know the thing is especially i notice this a lot in new york that people really will do anything to get their caffeine not saying new york could drink soda for breakfast but i mean there are plenty of other options out there but understand too some people really need that caffeine boost one way or the other and jared leto though he's really strange that dude if you're as talented as jared leto you got to have some nuance to yourself i mean the major rock stars to sold like 30 million records oscar winning actor and his roles are really freaking strange and really out there sometimes whether you're the joker you know not so good joker Joker was trash so i'm i'm cutting in now i'm going to defend the soda in the morning, people. <laughs> That's not weird. Or it's no weirder than drinking coffee in the morning. Yeah. I, I drink coffee in the morning, by the way. I don't, I'm not a soda in the morning person. That being said, I have gotten on a train. I've been running late, and I haven't been able to bring my coffee or grab a coffee with me. And I grab a Diet Coke from the machine Yeah, in my office. Now, it's not my preference. I don't prefer it. 
it's too carbonated and I don't like that in the morning, but there's no real difference between drinking. I mean, they're both going to stain and destroy your teeth. Neither one of them is great for you. Both of them are you know, feeding an addiction to caffeine. So there's no difference. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to go a step further and say that they're not weird. Um, they're just, again, maybe they're lazy and they don't want to make their own coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not weird. And I mean, Jared Leto's not particularly weird to me either. But yeah. I mean, if you have to compare the two, it, it's got to be Jared Leto, right? I would say if so. You're comparing too. the two, it's got to be him. But again, I don't think any. I think everyone we've mentioned before this point is weirder than Jared Leto, and that includes astrology people and Tim Burton. <laughs> Even yeah, we have quite the range. The last two are weirder than Jared Leto. He's just. Again, he is he's a bit he's a bit odd, but whatever. Yeah. But he's just unfortunately he has a really, really tough matchup there because I for, to me personally, soda and coffee, they're almost the same in terms so drinking one versus the other in the morning doesn't really make a difference. Exactly. And like I said, you you need to have something to you to be Jared Leto in that life he lives. And he's a talented man. I love that guy. Um the other ones, we have just a few more, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, paintball adults or airsoft adults? Who's weirder? I never really thought these were weird people, but well, so it depends <laughs> what you mean by it doesn't actually. The answer is airsoft. Um, <laughs> you can go to a paintball place like with like your kids, or maybe some of your buddies. Yeah, bachelor and party. The, and you don't own the equipment, right? You show up, <laughs> put on the thing. Maybe you brought a dirty hoodie because you know you're going to get some paint on you. You run through the course and you're, you know, boom, boom, you're done in a day. And I guess the people who take that too far would be considered pretty weird. <laughs> Do people like who buy their own paintballs? And, like, <laughs> they that, get this. they are a little weird, but there's Camouflage. no way. There's no way beyond the age of fifteen or sixteen years old <laughs> to do airsoft and not look strange. Even if you haven't done it in like a decade, even if you stopped and then one time you have one friend who says, "Let's do some airsoft." <laughs> as soon as you say yes, it's officially weird. I don't know how you could do airsoft not weird. And some of those, they go like, like hardcore with some of these guns. They get AR-15 right. rifle so, as airsoft. Yeah. Well, that's – yeah. Well, so there's not a lot of places that I know of anyway that you can go and like rent all of the airsoft stuff and that there's a big community of people you can like do it with. Yeah. Like I said, you could show up to a paintball place with like three people and get put in someone else's group. And that is a little weird because now you're going to be shooting strangers, <laughs> but it, it exists. There's enough groups of like three that you get like a six on six going, you know what I mean? In airsoft, I don't think that exists. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have a viewer who's like, actually airsoft is the highest form of, uh, you know, simulated combat. Here come and they have all these reasons. Right. Here come the emails. Exactly. The angry emails. But I just don't think anyone who has finished puberty can do airsoft without looking strange. And therefore, people obsessed with airsoft, adults obsessed with airsoft, would have to be stranger than adults obsessed with paintball. Because, again, if you're obsessed (laughs) with anything, not a great look for you. But at least there's a normal way to do paintball. 
like every you know couple years <laughs> you can find yourself on a paintball course i don't see how you can find yourself doing airsoft every five years even like yeah. how what in your life what in your life created the scenario where you shoot your buddies with little plastic belt pellets yeah over and over again multiple times <laughs> you hate to buy it yourself like it's just again to me being obsessed with either one is i guess a little strange obviously hence why they both made the bracket but at least there's a normal version of paintball i just don't know how you do airsoft if you're an adult without looking real a little at least a little strange while you're doing it yeah it just it goes to show who who wants it more and then you know use that who wants it more <laughs> Yeah. Now, now I can see Matt being obsessed with airsoft. Be like, you gotta want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, use your passion you for other it. things. I guess it's um, airsoft. Hey, use your passion for airsoft. Don't let me tell you what to do. But <laughs> uh, you, you, you asked, and so I answered. <laughs> Those are the top four there. Yes. Um, we actually got three more matchups, and then that's it. Then we can right, pick. Then we could just pick. From those, who do you think is the weirdest of them all? Okay. And internet... A weird battle royale. Who's going to win? Internet magic... Who's weirder? Internet magicians or Chris Angel? I think internet magicians are awesome. I get Chris Angel's just a straight, scary-looking dude. I think... They're both mag- weird. But this is, this is almost... This is almost like <clears throat> the reverse of the Jared Leto bit. I think both of them are weird in their own way. And because they're matched up together, it's hard to pick. Yeah. I think both of them are weirder than most of what we've talked about. Cause like, but at the same time, since they're together and they are both doing magic, I, he, Chris Angel, technically blow stuff up. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> well, yeah. Some <laughs> internet magicians are not doing magic, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'll say, I'll say that there's a cool factor to Chris Angel. I actually like magic shows. I've, yeah, there's me this too. Guy who came to Naz school I went to him wearing the shirt. <laughs> um, we saw him twice because we had like it was. No, don't be wrong. We had like five dollar tickets because we were students. That's why we did. That's why I went the first time. I should say, and the second time when we found out like it was our freshman year, and then our senior year he came back. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. We saw him our first year. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of the first shows we saw, so we're gonna see him now again. But he was cool. Like I had a fun time. But again, there was like some, there was some like production value to that. Yeah. Production value. So I'm going to say they're both weirdos because they're inherently weird because they're performing magic, which is just a a weird thing to get into. Right. It's also a hard thing to get into. So I'm not insulting magicians. I'm just saying it's a weird hobby. So if they're both doing the same weird hobby, at least Chris Angel's getting paid a lot for it. And And he's a household productions. Right, he's got the big production value, and everybody knows who he is. If you're just, you know, magic user five four three on YouTube, you're Chris Angel without any of the stuff that makes Chris Angel cool. (laughs) Keep working at it, and you could be David Blaine, which is like Chris (laughs) Angel, but without any of the production value (laughs) and the celebrity friends. Yeah. So this one we're gonna split up because these. Like I said, some of these matchups are too similar. This one, I'm. These last four are too similar. I just want to change. It's my podcast. I'm going to do it. So, um, who's weirder, Ryan? Reptile owners or wrestlers? Wrestlers aren't weird. 
They are. <laughs> very weird. <laughs> oh, man. God, this is a really tough one. I've met some strange reptile owners, specifically them no owning reptiles. This means Jake the Snake Roberts is the mo- is king of this bracket. <laughs> He's both. He's right? represented. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take him out of this equation because <laughs> he sk- he puts the scales <laughs> too much on both sides. Um, I might almost have to go with the same. No, because here's the thing: you just said wrestlers. I mean, do you mean pro wrestlers like, you know, pro pro wrestlers like the Olympics? Or do you mean like pro wrestlers like, yeah. you know, WWE? That's what well, that's what they mean. The picture is actually um, Olympic wrestling or amateur wrestling is the picture they're showing. All right. OK, if it's amateur wrestling, then for sure the answer is reptile owners. <laughs> Those people it's upset. A little more complicated. It's a little bit more complicated if you're talking about like pro wrestling or indie wrestling or whatever. But listen, amateur wrestlers <clears throat> are, I mean, they're in great physical shape. A lot of them are doing it through college. I suppose if you're like 50 and you've been finding like a community wrestling league <laughs> to just grapple with people against, since most of them are going to be high school kids, we could probably put you in the conversation as weirdo. Uh, probably the biggest weirdo on the list. It'd definitely be that person and Mark Zuckerberg do- in the final, right? <laughs> but, uh, but I think that that's not most people who are amateur wrestlers. Most amateur wrestlers do it for the appropriate amount of time. And I guess some of them maybe talk about it too much or like they post pictures. Again, when you post too many pictures of college men spandex on your Instagram, it is weird. But I think there's 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 a level of there's just a level of sadness if you bought a reptile. I think I think you're I think you're upset. You can't really hang out with them either. A lot of reptiles, you just have to watch them. No, you can hang out with an amateur wrestler. I mean, maybe don't (laughs) maybe don't try and do a double leg takedown on them. But uh, reptiles they don't do anything. All of them want to eat us. This is, this is me personally. I'm not a huge fan of reptiles. Not, none of them wish anything but ill will toward us, meaning the actual reptiles. So to keep them locked in a cage their entire life, just waiting to break out while you're asleep, is not for me. Um, snakes in particular, I'm out. If you buy, so I'm going to say snake owners, and listen, now they're mad at me too, but they're weirder <laughs> than amateur wrestlers. And the final matchup before we pick the – we'll pick – Instead of a final four, we'll pick the um, you know top two out of these. You know who do you think okay. would win in the in the final matchup? But this one is Disney adults or feet pick guys. Who's weirder? You think so? I, I actually gotta go with Disney adults because listen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not weird. Here's the thing. Like if Disney, I watch a Disney movie. I love Disney movies. I really do. Right. Well, that's not a Disney adult, though. The Disney adult. When Watching we, a Disney we, movie doesn't make you a Disney adult. Like, there are some people who really will go out of their way to, you know. Hold on one second. E8. Um, like, when we had our famous almost, chemistry team. Almost crushed my cat there. I apologize. Oh, is is no, a, the to. great sun kissed okay? Okay. Oh, I will say to. this teacher I won't name. Because this is going to be mean. But remember, we had a famous teacher, Norakai, who would take months off at a time to go to Disney World? No. Really don't remember? 
no. chemistry teacher. She yelled at me like Art? the third. She yelled at me. Like our, write... We were in the same chemistry class. Weren't we? No, we, we were in the same chemistry class. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that teacher who will not name because I think this would be mean to say. OK, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that that was happening, but yeah. <laughs> If yeah, it was our like, chemistry teacher, then yeah. She would leave to go to Disney World for months, and she was, like, in her 40s and didn't have a family. Like, <laughs> there's just some people. I just don't get it. Like, I am I will totally – I'm down to sit in the panel of Disney adults, and you tell me if that's ignorant to go to Disney World in these prime times without a family. If you – if instead of I'll going to, that. like, other places, I don't know, Vegas, the Bahamas – um, some tropical island, and you go to Disney World, see. where you go to get I, go on I teacup rides and stuff. Well, I mean, you know, don't, if you do the teacup rides, don't. But um, <laughs> you sh- children shouldn't do the teacup rides. But I'll say this: I think that I can see the appeal, having been to Disney as a kid. In fairness, yeah. Um, but having been when I was a kid to Disney, I can see the appeal of going to Disney World one time. <laughs> Without yeah. your own children to see everything. Like, take two weeks, one of those nice hotels, like, not staying at like anything that has the ears on it. I mean, like, you're staying at one of like, by the way, I mean, some of these hotels, I've, I've, I have looked, by the way, some of these hotels are like thousands of dollars a night. <laughs> so in the, like, the middle of these parks. <laughs> no, that one's one of the cheaper ones. Oh, really? I was saying Mickey yeah. Mouse's clubhouse or something. Right. Well, that's yeah, that's the one that that's the one you go with when you have a kid and you they just want to see, you know, Tarzan and Aladdin <laughs> and Minnie or whatever. But if you go one time and you bring like, you bring your A game, right? You go to every park one time and you stay at like the top of the line, like you know, stay in one of the private lodges mm-hmm. inside one of the cool parks. <laughs> Then that makes sense to me. And then obviously, once you have kids, if they're like, we want to go to Disney World and whatever, go to Disney. Of course, World, if that's what your kid wants to do, uh, be, you'd be silly to be like, no, I refuse. I'm not a Disney adult. <laughs> but I can <laughs> not see a one Disney time. <laughs> I can see one time being like, yeah, Disney, a big Disney trip as an adult, but also still not alone. Alone is really hard if you go by yourself. <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> To anywhere, you, you, if you go to Vegas by yourself, yeah, that's that's a tough one. without a reason. That's a tough one. So the by yourself thing is hard. Um, what I will say though is, I actually don't look at Disney World or Disneyland as the barometer. My my thought process is, although if you go multiple times, you can start to see it, right? My thought process would be the Disney Cruise Line, <laughs> and here's why. The here's Disney why. Cruise Line. They aren't even close to the best cruise line. They're just not. There's no reason to go on a Disney cruise. Because if you're on a again, when you go to Disney World, of course you want to see Mickey Mouse. It's his, his house. Even as a Disney you're visiting adult. Him. He lives there. <laughs> right? Obviously that's a bit of a joke, but it does make sense. You will see the characters if you go to the Magic Kingdom. That's just you that's part of what as, will happen while you're as there. As a 20s eight-year-old. Right. But if you're going on a cruise. You shouldn't you shouldn't make a decision on cruise line based on whether or not Donald Duck will be there. <laughs> you can have breakfast right? with him. <laughs> right. The cruise the cruise bit is the sale the sales point. <laughs> Being on the boat 
and going to the islands, that's the fun part. Who's on the boat with you is not really supposed to matter. <laughs> so I would say the Disney cruise, the people who exclusively cruise Disney. And again, if you go one time, if you have kids, like that's not what I'm talking about. But if you're like my favorite cruise is Disney because we get to be with Prince Eric and Ariel on the cruise ship. You shouldn't want to be on a cruise ship with them. There are people my who have that <laughs> as not as a not Disney adult. However, I'm still saying that they are not the weirdest. And remind me again who I said was the weirdest. Since the we talked a lot about Disney guys. <laughs> Those are weird. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. With Disney cruises at the end of the day or Disney World or watching Disney movies, whatever barometer – again, I have a pretty high barometer for what I would consider a Disney adult. I think you can reasonably like Disney as an adult. It is part of almost everybody's childhood, and nostalgia alone will carry it through, right? But even if you have a really low barometer, even if you say watching Disney movies could categorize you as a Disney adult, at least when you're spending money on Disney, you're getting a decent quality movie. You're getting big rides and food. You're getting a whole cruise. At least if you're a fan of Disney, (laughs) you can post those pictures online without being – forcibly removed from the next family dinner if someone found out in your family that you watched the new disney movie versus if someone found out in your family that you pay for pictures and you do pay you pay for pictures of other people's feet it's not a question you know everyone in their heart of heart knows which they'd prefer their family found out if if you were both, if you're a Disney person who likes feet and you get caught doing one of those two things, being obsessed with Disney or liking feet, you would pay literally any sum of money for it to be the Disney bit. Because you could play that off. You can live with the Disney thing. Nobody can outlive being outed as having a foot fetish. Nobody. It's, it's uh, so, ruling careers. <laughs> I'm saying. Except I'm Quentin saying, Tarantino. Well, I'm saying that the thing is the weirder thing. It's the thing of the two that nobody would want to admit to. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, right. The feet thing for that reason. You know, I had a friend in college. She said, Matt, this guy sent me $500 just so I show me, just so he could see my feet. And I said, that's bullshit. She and she showed me the Venmo, the requests yeah. and the resent $500 so the guy could get a foot. Picks. Like God forbid if I ever get to that senile. Oh, <laughs> but hey, some people love that. And you want to hey, see right? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Serious? No, I didn't. I don't blame her. I said you did, did the right thing. But um, damn, like wow, there's people really out there. And by the way, to finish up the dizzy result before we pick who is the number the uh, the f- number one weirdo. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, Ryan. Urban Dictionary. Okay. They describe Disney adult as scientifically proven. Then (laughs) a millennial adult with or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with their kids than their kids will ever be. They probably engage in casual Disney bounding and visit the theme parks at least once a year. Disney bounding. Oh, is that Disney bounding? Just to make sure. I'll pull that up. 
Disney bounding is the act of dressing up as a princess and being bound for the purpose of sexual fantasies fulfillment. That's what that said. Okay. No, I don't believe that that is the appropriate definition of a Disney <laughs> adult. I believe Urban Dictionary is wrong. Well, I, will, I, I do not consider, I do not consider their definition as valid and therefore I will not be considering it or reconsidering my previous stance. <laughs> Fair Nobody. enough. Ca- yeah, fine. If you do that, if you dress up, as Jasmine or Belle or whoever for the purposes of role playing or whatever, especially if you're bounding that person, don't do it anymore. I'm defending, I will defend people who like Disney up to a point. And that is well past the point. Don't, no Disney that bounding here. <laughs> that is subverting childhood memories. It, really it is, is not okay. By the way, the- okay. The way they finished the um, then they said probably engaged, so not official, but they doesn't, just said probably. That but. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Too extreme for me. I'm not using it as my definition. And visit yeah. the the theme parks at least once a year. And they they round out the definition with they are obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. One of the most terrifyingly intense people you'll ever encounter. The sentence they use, that Disney adult over there won't shut up about theme park trivia. Again, you can be reasonably a fan of Disney as an adult based solely on the fact that it is everyone's childhood Mm -hmm. to some degree. I'm not even going to comment on (laughs) Disney bounding thing. We're just it's not that 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 is a game changer, but I don't believe it's common enough for us to consider it in this conversation. And you know what is guaranteed if you're buying pictures of feet? Gross, gross stuff. So, yeah, sure. Disney adult might have some gross stuff, might have some gross stuff. But if you paid for a picture of someone else's feet, you're using them for something gross. So (laughs) that that's all, you know. Yeah, that was uh, submitted by Anna Babe Chase as the Disney. Well, Anna, mm-hmm. I have to be honest with you. I feel very bad because you clearly walked in on something you weren't supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just say Disney for you forever? This hilarious, well, this other version by the rat man, he said a Disney adult is an eccentric or theatrical person who's often overly positive and lack self-awareness to know when people find themselves disruptive or annoyingly glowing. Disney adults often like to talk about how quirky and weird they are as if they are, they think of themselves as playing a lovable character in real life. And they said a person who believes who behaves as if they are a main character in a Disney movie. And, okay. um, and I could even see some of that, but again, that's still not weirder than the foot thing. <laughs> and then the disclaimer, they said, Disney adults are, does not have to be obsessed with Disney, but the vast majority of adults who are obsessed with Disney are Disney adults. <laughs> yeah, okay. these, these are yeah, just hilarious. Make much sense, but, <laughs> Disney um, adults. But yeah, no. Who are obsessed with thing, Disney. I'm not critiquing, by the way, anyone who does engage with feet i'm just saying it's weird do what <laughs> yeah. you gotta do you're not hurting anybody if everyone's being fairly compensated i don't see a problem with it in that regard but it is weird <laughs> it will remain weird whether or not i'm okay with it. <laughs> yes and who would you say would be your your final two and who would you pick the uh, weirdest 
weirdo of them all in the bar stool yeah. bracket of weirdos. For me, my final two would probably, <laughs> even though we keep talking about, I'm talking about the Disney, not Disney bounding adults, even though that's weird, but Disney adults who are insanely obsessed with Disney and promote some stuff. And I also find it weird. Some Disney adults, they don't really keep their, you know, the great Walt Disney accountable. He did a lot of messed up things. Not only obviously changed the world, but he had some really dark views and made some weird decisions. Okay. And, you, and they don't um, call him out, but oh, well, well you don't have I still love Walt Disney. Dark views. Uh, True. That's something that we haven't really, we haven't really caught on yet. Um, as a society, we, we, we have a weird middle thing where we either, let everybody slide or we hold everybody accountable for everything that they've ever done. And there is a middle ground uh, with understanding a person's pros and cons and accepting bad, accepting the good and condemning the bad. Uh, but we won't get into that. That's a different podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm obviously not picking the, Oh, sorry. Who, who's up against the Disney adults, the Disney adults in your scenario. I would think the uh, niche porn Reddit moderator, because you have to have quite a messed up mind to, you know, always think of these weird things and sexual manners and pleasure and stuff. And yeah. so I'll say this. Obviously, I won't be picking Disney adults because I wouldn't even have them. They, they lost <laughs> in the first round uh, to the few people. I'm going to we are going to look into a little bit of a final four esque thing. Um, they're very similar mm-hmm. in terms of their their regard. It's the Reddit moderators and it's the pick people and i'm gonna side with you i think of the two the reddit moderators have again volunteered yeah to, right like, administer it's different it's not it's not just personal consumption if it was just people who were on or who would search these obscure niche categories it'd be a little different but these are people who have searched it have found it enjoy it and have agreed to administer it to other people they've never met <laughs> And again, it's not their own content necessarily. They're taking people's content and they're dispersing it amongst the world. They're basically just bureaucrats for, Mm. you know, niche porn. So I'm going with them over the feet people. That's number one. (laughs) On the other side of this, I'm thinking obviously Mark Zuckerberg has definitely got to get a shout. He's he's a strange, strange man. Can't forget him. Um, we can't forget him. I'm trying to think of what was one of the other really big ones that we talked about. You talked about the oh, airsoft oh, yeah. adults. Talked about. No, I'm, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking up against Zuckerberg is probably amateur magicians, <laughs> YouTube magicians, um, and I'm torn on this one. They're both very weird. Zuckerberg, if we use the criteria that we used before, Zuckerberg is eliminated because, yes, he's weird, but he's famous, and we allow famous people to be weird. We just do. Look at Elon Musk. <laughs> Look at Jeff Bezos. If you were rich enough and famous enough, you can do basically whatever you want. We don't care. As long as we can snap a picture of you, like when you're walking out of the restaurant for dinner, that's our payment. We're good with you doing whatever you want, as long as you let us, you know, worship you. Um, and that makes us the weird at the end, doesn't it? But um, I don't want to apply that logic because I think, and I genuinely mean this, 
if I had to hang out for a day with Mark Zuckerberg or Troop, are they called a troop? A troop, we'll use troop, of amateur YouTube magicians, I'd probably have more fun with the YouTube magicians. I'm sure I'd get nice things. I would probably see some weird secret society and maybe an alternate universe if I hung out with Zuckerberg because I don't know what he's got going on over there in his little uh, in his little shop of horrors to Facebook HQ. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Zuckerberg is – and for that reason, I'm going to say that he's weirder. He's number one seed, again, for a reason. He's weirder than the amateur magicians. They're just trying to make content like everybody else. They just picked a very strange way to do it. Um, But Zuckerberg doesn't need to do what he's doing. He doesn't need to even publicly be seen anymore. He could just live his life quietly, and he's refusing to do that because he's such a weird man. He really wants to create the universe again. He lives in the universe, but he doesn't like this one. He wants to create a new universe. Where he's so, filthy And that's weird. That's a weird thing to, to want to do. Where he's that's a weird thing to want to do is to build has, a new universe. Yeah, just make it a new, new, new universe. I will say probably my number one bit, it would be a Zuck, the Zuckerberg versus Disney adult battle. And I'm picking the most extreme examples, Disney adults. I'm, I'm still going to pick Disney adults as the weirder. Like if someone who truly drops down everything – and is obsessed with child content, to, and and they I take it to another level. I'm saying for those know. who actually do voluntarily choose the Disney bounding, or I the, don't think there's enough there. I don't think there's enough there there to justify. Yes, I mean if you twist the Disney adult category to its absolute deepest, darkest spot, if you make it dirty and you make it grimy and you make it horrible, <laughs> then yes, of course. But. I don't think that's a fair definition of a Disney adult. I don't I think that there are people who are alive right now who don't who are not at all how you're describing who would call themselves or be called as a Disney adult. I do believe that. I believe that the the definition you're using is too narrow and that there's people in that tent that you're excluding. And I'm glad you're excluding them. And I hope they know that they're being excluded from the weird perversion of the Disney adult that you have being stranger than Mark Zuckerberg. He's literally <laughs> trying to recreate the universe on earth. He's decided he wants his own planet in which he's in charge. That's the weirdest thing anybody could want. That is way weirder than wanting to go spend a weekend with Goofy on a fucking boat. Okay. <laughs> way weirder. But that being said, <laughs> or have the the Mickey Mouse tattoo. Again, that being said, I'm not picking Zuckerberg. I <laughs> in my scenario, I am picking the moderators, and I'm picking the moderators because <laughs> they were again, a 12 seed in this bracket. So I know I, I, they, they are my they're my Wichita State uh, from like <laughs> 2010 or whenever that was. Uh, the reason, which is like the last March Madness I remember. Um, <laughs> The reason I'm picking them is because you have, again, at this point in your life, you you have found the internet, you have found something obscure that you enjoy and have partaken in it, and then you have agreed to distribute it to strangers across the internet. You do this for free. You do not work for Reddit. You are not compensated in any way. So you just spend your free time helping strangers see something weird so that they can get their rocks off. To me, 
at least Zuckerberg's actual insanity. And that's the difference. Yeah, he's weird, but he's weird because he's insane. Yeah, like and he's like Elon rich. Musk. Like you, could, you could put Elon Musk in here too. By the way, you could interchangeably use Zuckerberg and Elon Musk for pretty much everything I was saying, minus the whole universe bit. But they are insane people, and that's why they're weird. These people who are on the internet here are presumably not insane. They're presumably very healthy individuals, and they just decided to do this. Of sound mind and body. They weren't forced. They don't have anything wrong with them. They're like, this is just something I want to do. And I think that that's super weird. Not that they're seeing it, but that they're administering it and helping others see it. Like a weird internet Sherpa into a niche (laughs) category. So that's why I'm picking, again, big shocks. It's a close game. It's double overtime. The metaverse will never not be weird. Um... None of it will never not be weird. Did you see that picture of him <laughs> on that surfboard where he's completely white for some reason, like whiter than me, and that's really hard to do. Uh, so I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not close, but I am saying that at the end of the day, at least we can chalk up Zuckerberg to being a mad genius. But these other people are though that everyday everyday folks, and that is just a little bit weirder to me. <laughs> well, hey, whatever you have to do to uh, keep your life in- interesting, it's none of our business what you do, even if it is insane and strange. Don't forget, they should have added the top weirdo people who think the Jets will ever change. <laughs> Were you about to say something? clear? I didn't call all of these people insane. I just called Mark Zuckerberg insane. I wanted to be clear. You, if you are one of these people, you have a weird hobby, and it's strange, and that's why we're talking about it because it's just kind of funny. Only one of the people was insane that we discussed. Maybe one and a half. We'll have the jury still on Jared Leto, but uh, none of, none of these other people are insane. Just the man who's trying to build space in time. Hey, gotta change this world one way or the other. Let's switch it out to other things, Ryan. It's the holiday season right now. It is, you know, a little more normal than last holiday season um, with the pandemic and everything. And though, you know, we still have a ways to go till that is all past us and uh, we have more control. Now, with the Omicron variant uh, making some noise in South Africa, which we hopefully the great people of science will take um, care of and will continue to get boosters and vaccines. Um, But like I said, the holiday season now, Ryan, this is going to be your last ever holiday season where you will not be married. Next holiday season, you'll be a married man. How do you feel about that? Is that bizarre or is it just another thing? It's kind of just another thing. I mean, yeah, we we talk about it every once in a while. Like we'll get to a a, a landmark of some kind. What what was weird was a couple weeks ago, um, we would we had I guess we'd sound like we didn't have it. Um, we had what was our kind of our anniversary from when we started like dating. Yeah, and it's weird because you don't celebrate that right away. That you are almost like a year or two in before you even think about that date again. But obviously, at this point, we think about it every year. We, we usually just go to dinner. It's nothing big. We don't do like actual anniversary stuff. But it's a different date than the wedding. 
And so we were like, this is our last anniversary on this day. It'll be a, your true year, anniversary. Be a new, you know, obviously it'll be a different thing. And so this day that we have celebrated now for the last few years doesn't mean anything next year. So something, you know, you do the, you do something special every day for like four years, or every you know every annually for like four years, and then next year we won't. It'll be a regular old Tuesday or whatever, because it won't matter uh, like that. But the other stuff like the holidays, like well, we've been celebrating that together anyway. We we both mm-hmm. celebrate the same holidays. I've been to her house, she's been to mine. Obviously, we live together, so that's not all that surprising, but. Uh, we've celebrated holidays with each other's families uh, before, so that doesn't change too much because it's not we're not nothing is changing other than I guess a title, right? Mm-hmm. And tax benefits. Say, yes, and tax benefits. Um, Another reason to pay attention to the election. Yes, other than, other than tax benefits, uh, nothing else changes there. So mm-hmm. I would say for that reason, I'm. Not particularly, you know, I don't think too much about that. But we did think about it on our anniversary because that is technically the last anniversary that we have on that day. Merry Christmas. And it, will you be having a, any Disney themes at your wedding? <laughs> Disney themes? I don't know what that means. But Is there going to no, be anything probably. Disney added? Will there be a Disney song? Will no. there be a Disney honeymoon stop? <laughs> You go there for a so. day, a part of your honeymoon. You just show up at Disney. So oh, I'm a Disney adult now. <laughs> no, uh, I know Melissa's never been to Disney. Oh, well, really? So, I mean, someday might be fun, right? Like I said, especially since she's literally never been. But that, uh, that is cool. <laughs> Man, we're going to get again, so many Disney adults mad at me. Not something we're immediately planning. I, I'm not going to get any Disney adults. I mean, I said it was ridiculous they were even in the competition. That's not true. I didn't say that. Hey, I, I did said, say that it was a normal. I said being obsessed with anything is weird, but there's a way to be obsessed with Disney that's not particularly strange. <laughs> You're the one who started equating it with all sorts of nefarious. Hey, I was uh, reading some sources activities. from the internet who cited sources saying, too. You, you cited sources, but you cited sources in the way, you know, some podcasts cite medical sources. I'll budget that <laughs> So you, you didn't cite sources. You just read something, which Joe is different Rogan? than citing sources. Uh, Joe Rogan I didn't did? Say I didn't say um, Anyways, yeah, so <laughs> what were we even talking about before? Oh, yeah, holiday season. Um <laughs> Man, you want to know one thing I've never done? What? I said you can't prove anything. (laughs) Then I say, what's up? Um, you know, I never had eggnog before in my life. I've never had a sip of that thing. I'm not physically not not true. I, 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 you're what? You're you're older than me too. Like you know, no way. I've never had it. Never one. I can't tell you what eggnog tastes like. Because no one bought it, or because you just refused to drink it. No, we really didn't have it in the house. Exposed? We didn't have it in the house. So no, like, no one in your family drinks eggnog at all. They probably do, and, and they just didn't pressure me. Is, is it alcoholic? Is it an alcoholic well, you drink? You can make it alcoholic. It doesn't need to be. So what do you – you I only drink it, it <laughs> with alcohol. You only drink eggnog during the holiday season mostly? Yeah, I don't even know if you can get it outside the holiday season. Yeah, I was watch, I was watching an old clip. I've been into this new YouTuber called Cooking with Babish. I sent you some of this stuff. Um, 
the guy who creates the food. I didn't really. He was a. This dude has nine million YouTube subscribers. Did you hear of him before I sent you uh, those not clips? You videos now. Yeah, ten million su- subscribers, and he's a cooking channel. He's expanded to more things, but his main niche was making TV, movie, or video game dishes in real life. And I got into it because I was looking at more cocktail videos, and he did cocktails from Mad Men, even though they're all uh, classic, anyways. But it's still, yeah. that's how I got into it. And wait, why did I? Be, oh yeah, he was. <laughs> he needed a turkey in March, and he had a special order it. It took him like yeah. Well, turkey, you can't get a full turkey in March. Yeah, you well, unless can't. you unless you you know, he had to call his probably had his connections, and uh, he got maybe now maybe now if you order it this year it'll be in by March. That's the bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> Oh boy, that's for the end of the year podcast there. But anyways, <laughs> no, no eggnog, and um, yeah, I, I, I will have it. I, my goal this holiday season has eggnog for the first time. But I mean, that's an easy goal. I feel like you should have stuff going on there. I could do that right on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have one goal this year to drink, to drink a delicious beverage. <laughs> <laughs> what a what okay. a concept! And I mean, you know what? If you set the bar there, you're gonna meet it. You know another thing. And I, that's how you build momentum. I've never seen a, a Chris, I've never seen a Christmas story before with the BB gun and everything. I've never actually seen the movie. Oh, okay. I was in that. You not, were obviously not the original movie. Oh, <laughs> in Crystal, yeah, no, in Crystal from the eighties. <laughs> no. So that was actually the one year I didn't do Crystal Theater. Uh, I, I was in a show at Crystal Theater, didn't get a great role, which whatever happens. Um, and then there Wilton Play Shop. So it's a oh, okay. theater in Wilton was putting it on. And you've never seen the show, so I'm going to use words now that won't make any sense to you. Uh, there's a character. His name's Scott Farkas. He's the bully. He wears the hat. He's got the yellow eyes, uh, which they did not give me yellow eyes, by the way. Um <laughs> And so what, what they did was they changed the script. So their options were to give me yellow contacts, which I said I would try. I mean, it, I'd never had to wear contacts for a show before. Um, or if not, they could just change the script to say blue eyes instead of yellow eyes. And that was way easier. So they just changed the line from, you know, his beady yellow eyes to his beady blue eyes. And that was that. So I got to keep my eyes. Oh, yeah, he's the bully. Uh, in the story, and so he's the one who makes him lick the pole, which is like an iconic scene. Yeah, um, I know that. I know that yeah. scene. So that was my that was me. Yeah. Farkas. Yeah. Ooh, what a moment! Ah, I wish I saw because I don't ever done. I don't ever done like Crystal Theater, right? So I don't mm. ever been in shows with just kids because it's a children's theater. This was not that. The only reason that I was in this is because the show they were doing required kids. It was, it was a straight-up straight community, like community theater, but it was a straight-up theater. Like There were adults yeah. in the show who were playing the adults, and then there were other kids in the cast who were playing the kids. And the show got canceled, and then the other Scott Farkas... I'm not from Wilton, so I didn't even know any of this until I got there. The other Scott Farkas uh, had to back out. I don't know. Probably he got too old. Creative differences. Um, <laughs> creative differences. Who knows? And so I had to show up, and I had to audition in the, in the parking lot 
for the there's a producer and a director for the show and they didn't have a key because the building manager wasn't there and so it was me the kid who's playing the lead ralphie (laughs) and it was of course i mean i did like a, a quick little read right uh but then one of the iconic or one of the more iconic scenes is when ralphie finally says enough with you puts me in my place and so we had to do that scene. Or he, they wanted to try that scene. Um, and so we did. And I let the kid actually tackle me, which I really like. Um, Brilliant. So we, yeah, me and, this, me and this kid just fought in the parking lot. And then I got cast in a row. That was essentially what happened. It was also one of the only auditions my dad took me on. Because my mom obviously took me on a lot of my auditions, but my she couldn't. So my dad took me on this audition. So my dad, who had not really seen me perform outside of like, crystal theater the actual shows had never seen me audition had never seen me prepping for a role ever he showed up and they were like yeah just you two fight and if it looks good we'll do uh yeah <laughs> so my dad's like what is this he's trying to do <laughs> this is what so fight, my, dad's like, my dad's like does he fight the people at all is it like mortal combat <laughs> if he pins him does he get the role that's how they do wwe tryouts <laughs> yeah just fight in the park each like. other and if you win it you, you get a contract but yeah Oh, what a year you may and Ryan. We I know I advertised it at first, but just because the card was so weak and didn't see many buzz, we just decided to skip the uh, Survivor Series pod. And, um, you yeah. know, we'll do it again for Royal Rumble. But, man, mm-hmm. I just all I could say for WWE, I hope um, it's going to be an interesting 2022 for both WWE and AEW. I think so too. AW's without one of its biggest stars, but as mm-hmm. weird as it is, they literally it could have happened at a better time. And they who's that star? Kenny Omega, biggest, right? Well, him too, actually. But no, I was speaking about John Moxley. Um, but they literally, at the same time, they lost their first ever, like you know, not that he was a, a true blue good guy, but he was their first, really their first hero was was John Moxley. Yeah. He came in as a good guy. He was the hero. He beat Jericho and he held the title for a while. So he was their top hero for a very long time. And he's unfortunately dealing with his own you know, personal struggles right now. So he's he's out indefinitely, probably. But at like literally the week that that all happened, <laughs> they invented the biggest um, biggest the biggest hero in professional wrestling um, with Hangman Adam Page. So, yeah, you know, see people with the last name. Yes. Cousin, cousin Adam, (laughs) as we call him around our household. He's not my cousin, but, um, but yeah, so it actually worked out. Not obviously not nicely. That's not the right way to put it. Cause you know, there's a lot wrapped into that, but I think they'll be okay. They have, they have their new hero and everyone's really excited about it. And they've got plenty of bad guys kicking around. So I don't think they'll have to worry too much about that. Yep. And like I said, I'm trying my best to catch up with AEW. We mix those AEWA WWE pods in 2022. But mm-hmm. um, assuming Mr. Roman Reigns doesn't leave. <laughs> oh, he's not going anywhere. That, that, was just, that was just people. And I'm really upset. With the second video you sent me, because the first one is one that I know, that I know, doesn't know what they're doing. So because he said a line on TV in a scripted pr- promo, he he said words written by someone else. When you sent me that first article, I expected that from them, 
I did not expect the second group of people to take that and then run it as justification. Wrestle talk. There isn't a world where that's going to happen, at least not within the next five years. Yeah, like I mean, you know, he gets more famous. People don't know who he is, and you could do this. Put this on your uh, Twitter. Who's Roman Reigns? Don't give him any context. Just say Roman Reigns, and and then just for control, say who's John Cena, or who is Dwayne Johnson. Don't even say The Rock. Say Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Let's use only names. Nobody knows who Roman Reigns is. No, and not Joe. I mean, I do, and you do, but and not his real name, Joe. Um. I think I it's like I don't want to botch it bad, but he has a very uh, unique name. Let me try. His name's Joe. Oh, I was reading his government name. Let let uh, let Lady Lady Joseph Annoy. You're, you're yeah, right. Anyways, Joe. Joe, Roman he, Reigns I mean, is Joe Annoy. He said he was name was Joe Annoy or something like that. Yeah. But Leonti don't put that was one of his wrestling names. So maybe that is maybe that is his full name, Leonti Joseph Anoa'i. But don't put that but, in the Twitter poll because then nobody will know that. Not even wrestling fans will know. Honestly, it'll be the same number of people. <laughs> but yes, Roman Reigns. Rumors about him leaving for Hollywood after you know ambiguous just doing regular press. Um, you know, led to that and WrestleTalk believed it was real. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I believe it. It was. It was. It was. I hate to say this because I like Wrestle Talk. It was clickbait. <laughs> hey, they got Just me. To get people to click on the video. They clickbait. Yeah, they get me all the time. <laughs> did you listen to it or no? Uh, I did not listen to that portion. No, but I listened I mean, to. I bet the you if you listen, to, if you bet you, I bet you, I didn't listen to it. But I bet you if you listen to it, they'll outright say it's not going to happen. And they do that you know, a lot. They've done it a few times. Yeah, they've like, done it a few times. They'll be like, here's a fun rumor. It's totally not true. <laughs> but we knew that you click on it if we put it in the title. That, and they've, they've basically admitted that a couple times. So I'm not surprised. A little disappointed maybe, but no, not going anywhere. No, I wouldn't be worried about it if you're a fan. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, one last story before we wrap things off for today. I have a story okay. for you. Dunless, do you have any stories you want to share before I give this one? No, I think we can head into this last this last little wrap up here. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so this is actually fascinating, Ryan. And here it is. According to according to finder.com, and they did some polls. Okay. They said collectively Americans spend 20 sorry. Collectively Americans spend 21.6 billion dollars on what, Ryan, in the past year? What do you think Americans collectively spend $21 billion on? Alcohol? Close. Uh, I don't know. Weed? <laughs> Americans spend $21.6 billion on drunk purchases. That's actually 51, <laughs> 51%, 51.80% d- down from last year's $44.9 billion. This year, we are more well, responsible year, drinking. Yeah. Well, that's because last year everybody was stuck inside. <laughs> yes. Nobody had to wake up. <laughs> but yes, this year, the first year back relatively in a relatively normal society, who emphasizes the relatively, we spent $21 billion on drunk spending. Ryan, you have, may I ask you, have you ever partaken in a purchase of something after drinking a little too much because i have no 
I've not. So you don't contribute to this um, poll? No. I know Melissa has. <laughs> she buy some shoes or whatever if she's had too much to drink, but no. One time I was going to make a purchase, and then we went out, and then I did buy it. <laughs> while I was at the bar. So I guess in a way that's that's a weird middle ground because it wasn't like it was something I didn't want or didn't know I wanted that I found. I was like, I had a cart and I put it in the cart and then we ended up just going out kind of last minute. And I never actually purchased it. So I went to my phone and saw it was in my cart. And I was like, oh, and I just bought it um, because I was going to buy it anyway. So I don't think it's really a drunk purchase, but <laughs> I also for sure could have waited the, till the next day. I didn't have to do it while sitting at a bar. Uh, but I was, I saw, I was like, oh, I got to do this. So I guess in a way it was just a t-shirt, but um, other than that, no. I'm trying. I, I, I think I've a drug purchase one thing this year, but I know normally drunk. I mean, purchases. I'll say that all of my drinks after like the first two are probably close to trunk purchases <laughs> no one ever needs more than like two or three and i i usually exceed that number um with great pace so yeah i um those I might actually, count <laughs> i i you definitely drug purchase buying more alcohol i guess yeah that's that's what yeah oh i drug purchased so i had a dent in my car and i you know, to replace it, for those who don't know, I wrote Productive Conversations podcast on the bumper to hide the um, <laughs> the uh, little dent, which just looks so awful <laughs> and just so tacky. That. So I drunk purchased a um, big sticker with the Knicks logo. I said, this will be easier to hide. And you know what I have? It isn't. It's, it was as big as my hand. I bought a sticker that I thought was going to save my bumper problems only to have one that's now on my laptop because, well, might as well use it. <laughs> I know somebody who wants... I do wants remember the Productive conversation sticker, <laughs> though. I do remember that. You know, I think the more wealthy you get, the more drunk... Per I feel like you kind of have a guard to yourself it, if you need to, you know not do eccentric purchases like that. Yeah, if you need your money for like rent or groceries, yeah, you you buy less stuff when you're drunk if you need that money for, you know, food. Yeah. I agree. Like but. I hear one of my radio hosts said he drunk purchased a Viking sweater that he ordered in April that still hasn't showed up yet because of supply chain issues. <laughs> yeah, two, look at that. Two supply chain references. Mine was a little bit funnier than yours, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, we could say the supply chain's issues isn't funny in general, but hey, we'll see how long it lasts. That's a good point too. <laughs> Very point serious, man. I would say we were being insensitive. <laughs> I think they'd be wrong. Mm. But yeah, it's a very great 60 minute story on that from a couple weeks ago for anyone who wants to tune it's in. I just interesting. I don't I don't know how they got that information, like how they conducted that poll or more importantly why they conducted that poll, but it, I believe it. I'm not surprised. Like I said, I thought alcohol itself was going to be the, the answer. So, but it just contributes it. <laughs> yeah, I think we all the most the definitely the most drug purchases we've had um, mostly it's just buying more alcohol while you're at the bar. Oh, I, let's have another. Yeah. Add another. Oh, no, I'm screwed. One more and we'll all go. 
<laughs> but yeah, Ryan, pleasure as always. We talked about. Thank yes, pleasure to be here. We confirmed who's the biggest weirdos in the world, thanks to Mark Zuckerberg and Reddit moderators. Technically, we're technically split, but. But we at least let it out on our opinions for it. I think Disney adults are the weirdest people. You think Mark Zuckerberg. We both agree niche Reddit porn moderators uh, need other The way around, yeah. Or, yeah, the people who are in charge of porn on Reddit. And, um... (laughs) Matt, yeah. I'm not going to be nice anymore. Those ones. (laughs) And then, you know, talks of things with the Cantor and then the Beatles doc, uh, the holiday season. We we hit it all over the place. So anything else you want to say, Ryan, before we sign off? No, other than listen to the Productive Conversations podcast. Uh, I know in a few weeks here coming up, we'll probably have a, another special episode, another kind of tweet cap callback from last year. So Hell that'll yeah. be exciting year interview for sure than that. and you know we're definitely gonna keep these marks sent for the uh for the masses in the future and um like i said <laughs> ryan pleasure as always thank you so much and i'll see you really soon now let's enjoy this holiday season and i'll see you in a few weeks on this uh, show thanks, and man. talk to you beforehand in general yeah i'm sure i'm sure we'll talk uh, but yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And enjoy the holidays. Thank you, Ryan. Happy holidays to you. Happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate, especially people of the Jewish faith. And um, yeah, we'll see you all very, very soon. Ryan Page, everybody. That's the great Ryan Page, everybody. Man, I love that guy. Thank you for coming on, and as always, bringing your A-game to the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We're back on Thursday. We're going to break down the NFL once again as we hit the final month of the season where division races are tight, the wild card races are even tighter, we have careers being defined, careers being destroyed, and we are just going to sit back and enjoy every damn second of it as NFL fans. I'm bringing the NFL Productive Conversations podcast crew, the people part of this podcast on Thursdays to be determined, but you know, whoever I talk football with on the show usually does a stellar job, and we're going to make sure we have the right people to continue that tradition. So NFL show on Thursday. Again, November 2021 was a hectic month for me in my personal life, so we didn't get as many podcasts as we usually do, but I will make it up to you with incredible content throughout the month of December. So let's enjoy every second of that and beyond. With that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I love each and every single one of you, and I will see you on Thursday. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. Peace.